now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Eilts. I'm Leo Eilts. And we are the Derriers. Doing what we do just about all the time. I mean, it just uh, we go up and down the road and listen to music. That's about yep, it. Yep, yep. I mean, it, it, it could be a worse life. Yeah, it could be a worse yeah. life. I could think of a lot of things <laughs> I'd rather not be doing. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriers. Exactly what is Americana music? Well, that's a fair question. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not fair to ask us. Probably, no, because we don't, you know, we just have to make stuff up. I mean, well, yeah. we have a definition. It's really an opinion. That's true. But it's evolved into a definition. There you go. And we say that it's music with distinctive American, American roots. roots. And having said that, boy, it's all over the place. Well, it leaves it pretty wide open. I it mean, there's a lot is. of great Americana music. There is, yeah. I mean, for instance, it could be, uh, it could be pop it could be ragtime it could be show tunes it could be barbershop it could be elevator music it could be <laughs> elevator music it could be cajun uh, old timey it could be rhythm and blues opera it could be bubblegum it could be folk rock it could be electronic and you know what else it could be i know what else it could be it could be Boogaloo, Boogaloo yes. yes. And it is Boogaloo here. It uh, is. A fair amount of time. It is. Uh, the format of the show is that each of us shows up uh, every week with a virtual fistful of tunes. That we have not discussed ahead of the time. Yeah, that's the only rule. Only rule. And um, at some point, we decided that we would uh, take turns uh, starting the show. And um, uh, I ended up with the even number shows. Even number shows. And this is uh, number 154. It is. Yeah. So I guess it's on you. Let's kick the show off. Well, Roger. let's kick it off with some rockabilly. Okay. All right. Um, the group is called Flathead. Uh-huh. Now, I'd never heard of them. I haven't either. Uh, but I stumbled across them. Uh, pretty much they're from uh, Phoenix, um, and, and they've... Pretty much never left uh, Arizona. Oh, really? I mean, they just they're they're popular band there for over twenty years. Wow, they've been doing this. It, it's funny. It says um, the story sounds like some well contrived publicity yarn. The left handed guitarist who plays with his instrument strung upside down. The imposing punk veteran who sings spot-on Appalachian harmonies and drums like a mad dervish, <laughs> and a small army of gifted outlandish bass players who've come and gone with a spinal tapish frequency. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So they've been doing this for a while, you know. But um, they're uh, they're like a musical fixture in the desert uh, area out there, uh -huh. and they they've rarely toured outside their native uh, Southwest. But it's fun stuff. Uh, the guy uh, um, the, 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 uh, has the band. I mean, it's kind of his deal. Yeah. Greg Swanholm. He says, um, 
He said, I didn't even buy any albums till I was like 22 years old. <laughs> he said, my dad had this great collection of eight-track tapes. Wow. <laughs> it was Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard. And I lived to that. But uh, he said, then all of a sudden, I got the bug. So uh, uh, I, I got this off an album they have. It's called All We Got from 2010. Flathead doing M.I.A. You 
know, left-handed guitar players kind of freak me out anyway. <laughs> but from what you said, he's not only he's played it upside down too. I mean, upside down, yeah, yeah. Didn't bother with the strings. Yeah, whatever. Mm. People like that make me nuts. Yeah, they do. They really do. But you know, it's kind of fun playing with them because it's like you're looking in a mirror. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Unless so, it's upside down. And well, that's true. And then inside it out. I yeah. mean, that's even worse. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Okay, Leo. Well, what do you want to follow that with? Uh, well, we've gotten into almost uh, like 154 episodes. I don't think we've done any Laura Nero. Uh, well, uh, no, we referred to her. We referred to yeah. her, but we haven't mm-hmm. actually featured her on a song. Uh, you're right. And the thing about it is, I've been thinking about her for quite a while, and then I ran across one of her original recordings of her, a song that she did. Okay, uh-huh. let's back up a little bit. She was born in uh, 1947, and um, she. Re- she received a lot of acclaim. It took her a while to get started. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she was not well received at first on her stage performances, but she got through that and uh, started writing music. I mean, just right and left, man. And in between 1968 and 1970, uh, a number of artists had hits with their songs like The Fifth Dimension with Blowing Away and Wedding Bell Blues, Stone Soul Picnic, Sweet Blindness, Save the Country, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. You know, they did a bunch of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yep. Uh, everybody. Um, and so she finally got her head above water a little bit, and she started actually performing uh, a little bit herself and came out um, with some nice recordings, actually. But um, about um, about a month after she got into this whole business in uh, 1966, she actually sold uh, the rights to And When I Die – to Peter, Paul, and Mary, I think we discussed that before. We did, when, back when uh, we did, uh, I think it was episode 151. Yeah, Blood, When you featured that by Blood, Sweat, and Tears, right. and then I did the little mix-up. Well, then that's the funny yeah. thing about it, is that she actually considered becoming a lead singer for Blood, Sweat, and Tears after Al Cooper left. Oh, be darn. And eventually that job went to uh, David Clayton T- Thomas. The guy with three first names. Three first names, uh-huh. that's right. That's right. Anyway, it's just a, it's a beautiful piece of work, man. Uh and I love the I love the uh, rendition uh, by Fifth Dimension, but she does a beautiful job uh, from a 1968 recording she did of Stone's Soul Picnic. Can you serve? Can you picnic? Whoa! Can you serve? Can you picnic? Come on, come on, and serve.
Singer, songwriter, and she unfortunately she died young. She was forty nine years old when she passed away. Yep, has a, a lot of talent to to lose there. So. Yeah, she is awesome. Yeah, she's really something. All right, Rogers, back to you. Roy Wiggins, okay, professionally known as Little Roy Wiggins. Oh, sure, of course he is. Yes, um, he was a steel guitar player. Okay, and, and uh, one of these that I is uh, was driving around and it started popping into my uh, instrument feed, my music feed, and. I just love it, man. He he became interested at, at the age of six in Hawaiian guitar music. Mm-hmm. And his mom uh, bought him a guitar from a traveling salesman, and he began taking lessons. And um, uh, by age 15, he was uh, playing with Paul Howard in his Arkansas Cotton Pickers. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Wow. So... Um, he got then he joined P, in forty three joined Pee Wee King's band called the Golden West Cowboys, which included Eddie Arnold. Mm-hmm. Well, then Eddie Arnold uh, split to pursue a, a solo career, and in nineteen forty five he uh, hired Wiggins. Okay, and he offered him lifetime employment as long as he didn't ever embarrass him. <laughs> oh man, that would be a hard one. Right <laughs> it would be there. hard for us. It's hard for us. Yeah, you bet. but it, it you know it worked out great. Uh, but what what ended up happening was um, at a at a certain point, um, Arnold's manager, who was Colonel Tom Parker, mm. um, he began to claim all music and record sales commissions for himself. And um, Eddie Arnold benefited financially from that, but Wiggins did not replace his lost income because he was making some money off of that. Oh, really? And and then what happened was Eddie Arnold started moving more into pop, and it just didn't, you know, uh, really gel. Although Eddie was willing to uh, do his commitment and keep right. him, uh, yeah. but but he split off with him, and uh, he ended up uh, uh, he he had a, a music store uh, down near the Ryman Theater. And uh, then he kind of got out of that, kind of played for tourists, but uh, uh, it kind of faded out. But, man, he made some great music. And early on, he did a lot of Hawaiian music. Yeah, I love Hawaiian music. There's just no doubt about Well, uh, I found this one off of an album called Honolulu Nights. Uh, Little Roy Higgins doing Steel Guitar Hula. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's pretty sweet. You know, I, I just love Hawaiian music, and uh, I've got a ton of it, and I need to probably play more of it. Yes, you should. It just makes you happy. It you know? does. Yeah, it really does. And you know what doesn't make me happy? What doesn't make uh, you well, happy? We, we've used our time up for oh, this segment. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. right. Oh, we got this one away from us, didn't we? It, we did. Okay. Uh, but uh, tomorrow's moving day, of course. Mm-hmm. And so we need to go out, police the area, pick up the trash. Mm-hmm. We got, yes. Um, Ardmore is We need to clean out the cat seems box. seems to know when we're talking yep. about him. And, of course, we need to check that. Left or inside duel. duel. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Since yeah. it's an even number show, it's uh-huh. my turn. Yes, it's your turn. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you feel better about <laughs> I that. I feel don't better you? about it now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 I'm not worried. So you happily go pick up the trash I'll and cl- happily clean the I'll cat box. I'll clean the cat box, and, you know. And I'll take care of my business. And uh, we'll be back in just a few. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. How was it? Um, the tire? Yeah. Uh, two pounds down. Two pounds? Yeah. That's yeah. not bad. I can handle two pounds. Down. Yeah, that's, that's not yeah. too bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I got the cat box changed. I'm, I'm sure Ardmore was happy about he's that. He's very happy. Right yeah. after we put, you know, put a clean cat, but he's just like, he's in it. Yeah, well, of yeah. course. Yeah, like yeah. a kid in a sandbox, yeah. I guess. But I guess. So that's good. I guess. So, um, you know, we are broadcasting this week from... Um, Chugwater, Wyoming. Yes, we are. <laughs> After last week, uh, uh, just about anywhere was just, good. Uh, yeah, just about would be good. anywhere, yeah. And this has been a pretty good place. It has been a fun place. Yeah. It's nothing big. I mean, officially, it's got a real tiny population, right? Right. But it's got a lot of history to it, which is fun, you know. it's We're actually at, at Platte County, Wyoming, all right? And uh, we're not too far from Fort Laramie. Oh, yeah. That's the nearest, a good place. Yeah, it's the nearest town of any size around here. Uh, but it's got, you know, quite a bit of history is, you know, when the early uh, pioneers were coming out this way. But what's with the name like Chugwater, you got to wonder, you know. It makes me thirsty. <laughs> you chug, you want to chug some water? <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds like. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. It, it, it turns out. That some people believe that the name Chugwater, Chugwater is derived from a Mandan account of a bison hunt. Okay. And, and I think it's, yeah, you know, we remember it's bison. It's not buffalo. We're, right. We're, you know, we know what bison is. Unless you're in uh, North Dakota and it's bison. Then it's bison. 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 Yeah. But here's the thing. There was a, there was a, they're going out on a big buffalo hunt, right? These Indians are. And the chief was disabled during the hunt. He got hurt. Okay. And so his son took charge of the hunt. And they called it a buffalo jump. And the reason was, this is horrible. You know how they hunted the, the, the bison? Is that they would drove them over the nearby cliffs and they just fall. Oh, they, wow. And they just die, you know, from being shoved over the cliff there. And apparently when they reached the ground below, they made sort of a chugging sound. Yeah, wow. Going. So the story concludes with an etymology if you, it's another big name. Uh, yeah. Since a stream was near the base of the cliffs, the site of the stampede has been called the place, right? Okay. Or the Indian definition, water at the place where the buffalo chug. Oh, wow. So, so now we know. Interesting. But now there's another couple of interesting things about this place here. Um, they, You know, the uh, the Wyoming state symbol, the, the bucking horse and the cowboy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, that's from right here. Oh, really? Yeah, man. It was a, the, the horse was named Steamboat. And he was the model for the bucking horse and rider motif on all of the Wyoming license plates, you know? Yeah. And he actually came from the Tyrell Ranch located near Chugwater. 
and uh, was given to the Cheyenne Front, uh, Frontier Days organization okay. uh, by the, uh, the ranch's general chairman. And uh, now here's where he got his name. As a young horse, right, Steamboat sustained a nose injury and it required removal of a bone fragment from one of the nostrils. And as a result, he developed a sound resembling the whistle of a steamboat <laughs> whenever he bucked. Wow. So he had this really distinctive sound. He's whistling at us here. <laughs> That's great. But he was first ridden at Front Days in, uh, Frontier Days in 1909 by a guy named Clayton Danks. He was the guy in the picture riding the horse. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, that's so awesome. It's a, it was pretty cool. He, he died in 1970, but he worked as a ranch hand there in the Chugwater area, and uh, he took care of he took care of Steamboat. Oh, know? be so, darn! Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Anyway. Oh, that's great. So now you know uh, the the horse died in 1914, and he is actually buried in Frontier Park in Cheyenne, uh, near right near the Bucking Chute. And oh, be he's darn. the only horse to be so honored. With internment on the grounds there, so that's great. So now you know that's good. And Liam. now I have a new appreciation for that Wyoming uh, license plate. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, that's great. Well, people ask us; they say derriers. Uh, you know, this is all real interesting and stuff. But yeah. uh, why do you do it? Um, yeah, <laughs> which is a good question. And I've I've, I, I've, I've thought about it. I've conjured right? about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But I, and n- nothing. Oh, you got your crickets. Huh? I have nothing. I got nothing. I hear crickets. Yeah. yeah, that's just crickets. Well, um, you know, part of the reason is because unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, right? They, they have these things called. Ranches, yeah, lucky yeah. them. And they get to do their uh, shows from the relative comfort of their ranches. Right. For instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch. Where is that, Roger? Well, Leo, that would be in the Dos, Dos Cabezas, Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Uh, Alan Bailey has the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. And Oren Freen, Freen, It's Oren, easy for you to say. Yeah, it isn't, not right now. <laughs> Oren Friesen, who is the human footnote of the Derriers, he doesn't miss a leg. He doesn't miss a leg. Uh, he has the Rock and Bancho Ranch there in Kansas. And... Uh, we were whining to our pal Suzanne about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. Yeah, and she, to appease us, I think, she said, "Look at it this way, guys." She's very much she kind of a psychologist. She is, man. Yeah. She uses. She it. says, "Look at it this way: you've got the entire continental United right. States. You've got it border to border, ocean to ocean. You might say that you have a ranch." Without, Without fences. fences. He's right. Yeah. And, He's, of course, that appeals to yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we roam that range in our RV called... Rambling Roads. Rambling Roads. Why you ram- Oh, yeah. We loves us some Rosie. Yeah, Rosie gets us there. She does. We just got to give her a little, you know, what she needs. Yeah, fill the gas, top off the oil, and That's right. check that left, left or inside, inside dual. dual. You yeah. bet. She We're gets just, this from place to place. She most certainly does. Um, yep. Well, Leo, I believe it's your turn. Well, Roger, ever so often we have to we, we end up talking about this notorious friend of ours. Oh, you don't mean Jason, Jason Beers. Beers. Yeah, I like that. That's Jason. That's Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about him? Well, he he he. He puts he plants seeds in our mind, I think. Oh, all the time. And then they germinate and little weedy, you know, things come up out of our brains. Sometimes they fester. <laughs> pretty but, much. Uh, either way, it's generally uh, good. Well, he put us on this guy, and he's, you know, we can't shake him. We just talk about Vincent Bell all the time here. Oh, Vinnie Bell. Vinnie Bell. Yeah. I, I followed up on something that I was reading about him, and uh, that has to do with the invention of the electric sitar. 
Yeah, you talked about that, that just it, real briefly. It, yeah, and so I, I, when I started digging, you know how it is. One thing leads to another. But um, he, he developed the instrument in the, uh, in the 1960s, early 60s, when he was working for Dan Electro, who makes guitars oh, sure, and yeah. other stringed instruments. And um, it was released under the brand name Coral. In 1967, I've got a picture of it that I'll give you. Maybe we can put it up on the on the website. Oh, I'll do it. Sure, it's pretty cool. But now here's the thing: that sitar had an interesting sound. The Beatles made it popular and stuff, and people wanted to use it. But that that instrument is really hard to play. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it takes oh, like yeah. a lifetime uh, to exactly, master. Exactly. Yeah. So he uh, he kind of went to work and he started designing this thing, and it's got it's a it's a it's a twangy sitar like sound that you get out of it, you know, and the thing's got six strings, so you can play it like a guitar, and then it's got these sympathetic strings. Um, it's kind of a sard that kind of pick up and you know vibrate. Okay, sure. It's very very strange. So there's a whole bunch of people that use that uh, in, in their music. And I was going to feature one, and then I was going to feature another one, and then another one. And then all of a sudden, I realized that I had created a mashup. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Uh, this is a fun one here. Oh, man. Because I was kind of amazed, you know, even though I knew there were, I had heard the sound used a lot, once I started really re- researching it, I mean, man, there's a bunch. I picked eight, okay? Okay. Just kind of, you know. Out of? Out of dozens. dozens. Yeah, okay. out of dozens. Awesome. And um, the uh, the thing is, I'll tell you who they are, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm going to, it's going to start off with, uh, now I had to cheat just a little bit because I got, I'm going to start it off with Eric Burden. Who's actually a Brit, but what the way he kicks this thing off, I couldn't resist it. I had to let him kick off the the the, uh, the mashup. So okay. it's a uh, he does uh, the song called Monterey, right? That okay. came out in '68. Games people play. That's Joe South in 1970. Hooked on a feeling. B.J. Thomas in 1968. It's a shame by the Spinners in 1970. And no matter what sign you are, by the Supremes in 1969, Cry Like a Baby, the box tops in 68, signed, sealed, and delivered, Stevie Wonder, 1970, and Green Tambourine with the Lemon Pipers in 1968. Oh, wow. So you're ready for this? I can't wait. Okay, buckle in.
every night and every day now Never meaning what they say now Never saying what they mean While they while away the hours In their ivory towers Till they covered up with flowers
Holding up my virtual lighter. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy, man. The more I got into it, I finally had to go, no, that's this thing could have lasted a whole set. Wow, that's true. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, there you go. I like my caravan one. But, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. good job, Leo. That was awesome. All right. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Roger. It's your turn. Well, I found this archive, and it's um, first recordings of songs. Yeah. Okay. And um, and I found a song in there that you actually featured the the popular version back on episode seventy five, and the song is Abilene. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, sure. So um, so you featured the George Hamilton uh, mm-hmm. version. Yep. Right. And uh, it, but the song was written by Bob Gibson. I think you covered that. Bob right. Gibson, Lester Brown, and John D. Loudermilk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was um, it, it was. Uh, Performed uh, George Hamilton performed Abilene in the 1963 movie Hoot and Annie Hoot. Uh-huh. Right, uh-huh. you probably yeah. covered all this. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I, I think it's good to um, uh, get least, back to the root section. Well, it is. It's always interesting to yeah. see where it started, sure. right? Yeah. And um, but I, I do want to once again say that uh, this song was. And the movie was about Abilene, Kansas. Yes, not Abilene, Texas. Right, uh, because he he had uh, kind of upset him that people got those confused. And well, us he too. Uh, he had just watched the movie, right, in Kansas City. Uh huh. And when he wrote that song, so, uh, Abilene Town. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this this single was released in 1957. Bob Gibson doing his original version of Abilene. town I've ever seen Women there don't treat you mean In Abilene, my Abilene I sit alone most every night Watch those trains roll out of sight Don't I wish they were carrying me to Abilene, my Abilene City, there ain't nothing free, ain't nothing in this crowd for me. Wish to my God that I could be in Abilene. 
prettiest town I've ever seen Women there don't treat you mean In Abilene, my Abilene Yeah, it's a good call. Isn't that sweet? It really is a sweet song. Yeah, I yeah. enjoy playing that one, too. Hey, you know what? What? Uh, we're out of time oh, for yeah, this you're segment, right. and, and it's time for us to go do our apologetic beer run. It's not going to be a huge one because not a whole lot of people yeah, here. Yeah, that's true. But, I, in that case, you know, this this is kind of working out for us. Well, <laughs> we're saving money on right. cheap beer. But, well, we're saving beer for ourselves. <laughs> that's too, true. That's no, true. Hitting, seriously, Roger, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing like that first drink of that first cold beer, right? Oh yeah. Unless, of course, no matter what time of the morning it is. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Any time before ten o'clock, <laughs> <laughs> unless. There are some beers that they say that the second one's just as good, and and maybe the third or fourth is wow, are just as good. I, well, I, I I guess so. Well, this, that's what the Schaefer's beer says. Is it really? Yeah, listen to this. All right. There are times when only an ice cold beer will do, and there are times like this one when it's got to be Schaefer. Schaefer, like any fine beer, tastes wonderful in that first cold glass. But, and this is what really sets Schaefer apart, the pleasure of this beer doesn't fade after one glass or two. Even after your thirst is gone, the pleasure of ice-cold Schaefer keeps coming on. Your last one is every bit as rewarding as your first. That's why... Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Out. It's pretty nice of that guy to come out and flag us, you know. Yeah. Well, we did give him a cheap beer. Yeah, but I think he wanted more than he one. He was kind of hanging around. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he took us seriously on that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, oh, this person. is the part of the show where we just, uh, you know, we used to be more subtle about it. Oh, no. Subtle. Now we no. just get right down and we beg. beg. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Uh, come on. Go to our websites. Come on. Uh, check out. Stuff you know, we work hard just during the show. I posted that electric, um, that electric uh, sitar, sitar picture. Yeah, yeah I posted yeah. that picture there. there it's a go. cool thing to look at. People can look at that. There's yeah. all kinds of great stuff there. There really is. Yeah. It, so, it, what, what would it hurt you just go take a look? I mean, seriously. That's right. Exactly. Right. You know. So the website for this show is the derriers.com. and we make this disclaimer That's every right. time. Uh huh. Just remember to put the. the. It's the most important part of the That's deal. true. If you forget it, you'll never forget no, it. No, you'll never forget. Yeah, that's it, true. It makes quite an impression. It does. It does. Yeah. And, of course, the one for the band is... Well, that's 3trailswest.com with the number three on the front there. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can go see where we're going to be playing, and you can order our, our albums there, get yep. stickers and T-shirts and the whole bit. So you bet. They call it merch. They do. They do. Well, you know, if you go to either of our sites, you're going to find a lot of... Content. content, yeah, that's right. And we're pretty certain that if you look at it, you're going to be contented. contented. But boy, there's a bunch of there it. is a lot. You could become confused, confused, in which case you should just contact, contact us, us, and we'll help yeah. you walk through it. Yeah, there's contact us tabs on both websites, or you can get right to us with our email addresses. Mine is Roger No D at thederriers dot com, and mine is Leo also No D at thederriers dot com. You know, uh, the other thing you can do is if you go to thederriers dot com. Go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and from there you can listen to or download, download it, yeah. any of our past episodes and listen to them at your leisure. Preferably while wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yes. If you do that, you've got to take a picture. Oh, we need and pictures. And we will post it. Yes, we will. Yes, that's And true. we'll send you a CD. 
We'll do that. We'll do that. Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, the other thing is, uh, if you don't want to do that, you can now listen to any of our past episodes on, on Spotify. Spotify, on right. Spotify. Leo, that's good. It's great. But I, it, I do it all the time. Yeah, it's on several platforms, though. You know, it's also on Stitcher. Yeah, no, but Spotify is like, you know, that's right. what it's, I but go to Spotify. But some people might use TuneIn. TuneIn, but, you know, it's got a, it's got a funny name. I got yeah. like Spotify. That's well, got Snap to it. Yeah, it's know? also on Amazon Music. And Spotify is a pretty good place. Yeah. If you just or go even iHeart. Radio. Well, I think most cool people want to go to Spotify. If you I'm just say saying, so, okay, yeah. that's what I think. Uh, you know, as our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowhere without the, the Darriers. We, th- we appreciate it, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Absolutely. Okay, Leo. Well, after all that, I do believe it's your turn. <laughs> Roger, there is a, a band uh, called U- Uncle Tupelo. And oh, they, yeah. They were great, great men. And about the time they were breaking up, uh, the, the, the guys that, that came out of that band, right? Uh, formed another band uh, into, uh, they call it Wilco. Yeah. Okay, and they've been prodigious and done a lot of stuff out there. Now, there's kind of a funny story attached to what happened with those guys. They came out with their um, with their fourth album that came out. It was called Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Okay. And it was, came out in uh, 01. And the, the sessions were complete, you know, and then Reprise Records uh, it rejected it. Can I... Interject something? Yes. Well, of course, you know Wilco. Yes. Uh, that's short for Will Comply. Yes. That was uh, when they were talking on shortwave radio. Exactly, yeah. And so that Yankee uh, Hotel Foxtrot, th- those were uh, other terms they that's, used in that, which correct. is pretty cool. It I, is pretty if cool. If people didn't know that, I just think it's neat. Well, there's all kinds of military stuff like that. That's really, yeah. you know, snafu. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't see what that is. We can't see what that is. Okay, sorry to interject. No I just, problem. I like that kind of stuff. Reprise Records decided they weren't going to do the album, and they just they just dismissed Wilco from the label completely. Wow. But they got in kind of, you know, they had to work things out. So as part of the buyout deal, Reprise gave, gave Wilco the rights to the album for free. Wow. They just gave it to him. So, well, well, that's good. Most people have to fight for that. Well, they just, but they, I think they just it didn't assign any value to it. But get a little of this. This is, what, <laughs> this is where it gets really cool. I can't wait. So, they started streaming uh, Foxtrot on their own website, right? Okay. And it got legs under it. And the next thing you know, a, a label called Nonsuch Records bought it from them. You know, real cash money in 2002. Okay. Now, here's what's funny about this, Roger. I can't wait. Both Reprise Records and Nonsuch are both subsidiaries of Warner Music Group. Oh, <laughs> oh. so the right hand didn't know what the left hand was That's doing. That's exactly what happened. Oh, wow. Isn't that right? That's hilarious. Yeah, it, it, it kicked up some serious dust when that happened. But anyway. Wow, that's I, great. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, anyway, uh, they they went in. Uh, they, they had worked on this project uh, with the Mermaid Avenue sessions, which is a you know a retrospective uh, with Woody Guthrie part poetry that was put to music. And when they got finished uh, doing that, they went back to uh, uh, Spicewood Studios to complete their third studio album, which is called Summer Teeth. Okay. All right. Now, the unlike the previous Wilco and Uncle Tupelo recordings, which were mostly done live in single take, I mean, had a real life feel to them. They got into some serious post-production stuff, and they specifically mentioned Pro Tools, which wow. is the recording platform that we actually use to make sure. the show, among other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it, they kind of got into the weeds with it. Now, there's a, what, what one of the guys says is that one of the guys got their hands on a Mellotron. All oh, right. yeah, we've done Mellotron. We've talked about yeah, Mellotron. we've got a picture of one of those on and our website. Says, he says this, go to our website, thedarriers.com. That's okay, right. Go ahead. So anyway, this guy bought, bought a Mellotron, and he was going to use it no matter what. 
<laughs> was, the guy said it was lovely, but it was overdone. And so once they got going on the overdubs, they didn't stop, and nobody in the band stepped up to stop the madness. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway, some good music came out of the album. Anyway, uh-huh. and one of my favorite cuts I'm going to play uh, now. It was actually in 1999, and the album, the cut is called "Summer Tea." <laughs> Summer yeah. tea, yeah, yeah. That was that was fun. I didn't re- realize those guys were uh, from uh, Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, I didn't Uncle know Tupelo, where they, yeah. that came from. So. Yep, that's where they came that's from. That's a good pick, Leo. All right, Rod, just back to you. This band came across my ears uh, while I was listening. They're called the Blue Vipers of Brooklyn. Okay. And, you know, I couldn't find much on them, but they're a ton of fun. They say they're an early jazz swing and blues band. 
composed of acoustic guitar, vocals, upright bass, homemade washboard percussion. We know mm, what that's about. Yeah, sure Trumpet and saxophone. Says so there's a repertoire of witty songs from the 20s and 30s, New Orleans and Dixieland, classic blues, R&B, Western swing, is augmented by original tunes with moving yet often body lyrics <laughs> oh. and catchy four-part vocal harmony. I guess you've got to listen to it real close. I did. Okay. Uh, yeah, we won't get in trouble on this Nothing one. to bleep, okay. Uh, be, uh, unless uh, the original has words in it that I haven't heard, because they do a great <laughs> version of this tune. Uh, okay. it, it's from uh, their album, Goodnight Harry, from 2009. The Blue Vipers of Brooklyn doing Rag Mop. <laughs> Those are fun. I love them, man. Yeah, that's, they're great. That's a cool rendition. All right, Leo, back to you. Well, there's this. You remember we were talking about Vince Guaraldi a while back, the yeah. jazz guy that wrote the theme for Peanuts and along with other stuff. And uh, one of the songs uh, he wrote was "Cast Your Fate to the Winds." He oh, did yeah. that beautiful, beautiful thing where he segued into a really jazz combo. Well, you and I both were, you know, talking about the fact that we remember songs of that, uh, words to that song, right? And there's actually more than one. 
But I did, this is a, this is a good one. It was by the Sandpipers, and uh, they recorded it in 1966. They were basically an easy listening trio, right? Sure. Uh, and they were best known for their cover version of Guantanamera. Yep, the version actually. Right. So anyway, uh, the uh, it's it's a great little day. and these guys were known to sing in English, Spanish, French, Italian, and Portuguese, Latin, and Tagalog. Wow, that's why they were so famous. Anyway, let's give it a listen. Cast your fate to the winds. It's 1966. It's the Sandpipers. A month of nights, a year of days, October's drifting into May's. I set my sail when the tide comes in, and I just cast my fate to the wind. I shift my course along the breeze, won't sail upwind on memories. The empty sky is my best friend, and I just cast my fate to the wind. Something I'm working on too, by the way, because uh-huh. there's about a gazillion versions of that song too. So guess what might be happening? Oh boy, that'd be fun. We'll see. We'll All see. right. All right. Oh, look what time it is. Yeah, we are out of time. Well, we are uh, for aren't the we? whole show. Um, so yeah. we got to figure out where we're going. That's right. Ardmore, um, wait a minute. Just, uh, okay, buddy. It, it's we'll, all right. We'll be right on. there. Okay. Yes, we have to do that. Uh, oh, okay, so we got to figure out where we're going. It's uh, my turn to throw the dart. So you get the, uh, get the map. Okay. Get the map. Okay. Get yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. I got it. And there it is. Okay. Okay, I'll get the dart. It's, it's a spoon, spoon drawer, drawer too. Yeah. Look, there it is. Careful now. Sharp. Oh, I told you. Did you sharpen this? No, thing? I didn't. Okay. Oh, oh, I did. Get in. I forgot. <laughs> get in. I don't okay. know why you do that. All right, I'm in the circle. Okay, ready? Three uh-huh. times. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, we're straight east and up. Uh, oh, man. North Dakota. That is a trip. Yeah. Right okay, there. Okay, give me the list of weird oh, town man. names in North Dakota. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> what? We're going to Zap, North Dakota. <laughs> Zap? I have no idea. There's a comic book named that. I know. Wow, but uh, that, mm. that sounds like fun. It does sound like fun. Uh, okay. All right. Okay, well, Leo, uh, great mashup this show. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good yeah. time. That was a good time. So we'll uh, tomorrow we'll hit the road, and uh, we'll go to Zap. Zap. We'll zip right over to Zap. Zip what do you say that, about that? That sounds like a plan right <laughs> okay. there. Okay. Well, uh, this has been the Americana Roadshow right here on... Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember to look behind you. It's, it's the Derriere. Derriere.